It's back to school time. Allison, Dylan, Cameron and Mrs. Halverson are all working together on packing school supply boxes for the less fortunate high school students in the Tampa Bay area. Pen, pencils and paper for notes, markers for colouring, binders for keeping notes organised and... A condom for protection. I don't understand. Why are we making school supply boxes for high schoolers? Because so often elementary kids are thought of and people forget that there are high school students that may not have access to school supplies too. And look at our boxes. They're so gosh darn stacked, don't you know? We've been at this for hours. How many more? Yeah, Mrs. H, I thought I told you six to seven boxes. Oh, my Lanta, I thought you said 67. (laughs) Well, we would be further along if Bradley was helping. I don't know. He would probably take frequent breaks like he does in the studio, or explaining away why he can't do something. And that works? Somehow it does. I swear, he could charm the morning dew right off the honeysuckle. (laughs) There. We're nearly done. Good thing, too. I have my neighborhood council meeting tonight to discuss what to do about the vacant city council seat. I didn't know you were interested in neighborhood politics. Gossip, sure, but not politics. Speaking of neighborhoods, I haven't seen an email from our building's residents association. That's because you've been blocked ever since you replied all with a dick pic. (laughs) Wait, how did I not know this? Now I gotta know why. The building was sponsoring a Save African Animals campaign when someone asked which animal we were going to sponsor. Oh, that was me! I suggested the Dick Dick! They're so cute! Talk about random and obscure! Right. So naturally, someone asked for a Dick Pic, which is spelled D-I-K, but in classic Dylan fashion, he sent the whole building a picture of his dick. (laughs) Not my brightest hour, but hey... I got that gorgeous chick that just moved into the third floor and that hot dude from the fifth sliding into my DMs. How did you get interested in neighborhood politics, Miss H? Well, back in the old country, when I was no taller than Billy... Who's Billy? Oh, Billy was one of my goats. Billy. Goat. I'm guessing that no one in your hometown ever won a creative writing award. My cousin Broomhilda won a Pulitzer for her expose on black market buttermilk. (laughs) Anyway, I was on the student council, then student government in college, then served on the Farm Bureau. Oh, speaking of the Bureau, have I ever told you about the time I... Mrs. Halverson has been regaling our friends of stories from her times in politics for the better part of an hour when Bradley walks in. Why are you guys still packing boxes? Figured you'd be done by now. I'm ready to eat. Well, if you hadn't gone to get your hair dyed... Haircut. Hair. Cut. (laughs) Whatever. And Manny Petty. Then perhaps we would have been done sooner. I would have been happy to help if you had given me some kind of notice. We told you a week ago. I need more than a week's notice. I have so many standing appointments for my beauty regimen that if I miss them then there are ten other gays just waiting to snatch up the time slots. You need to ease up on the Botox, because soon you won't be able to move your face, like Cher. But hey, Bradley, at least your grays aren't showing anymore. Why don't you guys get Mr. Halverson to help? He can't. Why? He tore his rotator cuff throwing squash. Don't you mean playing squash? Oh, my Lanta, no. He was throwing the squash in a spirited game of the old Minnesota pastime, La Squash. Allison walks over to the TV and picks up the remote control. 
It's six o'clock. Let's take a break and catch up on the news. I wasn't able to listen to the headlines earlier today. Why? What's on? I don't know. That's why it's the news. <laughs> Allison turns on the TV to the local news station. Our top story tonight, OJ's OJ. The infamous but innocent OJ Simpson launches an orange juice company. I bet it tastes killer. <laughs> After Councilman Weber was accused of foul play involving his ex-wife and her close friend, too close. His city council seat is up in a special election. I still don't believe he did it. I don't know, Mrs. H. They found a custom handmade sock of his at the scene. But after it got rained on, then dried, when he tried it on at the trial, it did not appear to be his. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. (laughs) We have with us here one of the candidates to fill the vacant city council seat, Miss Karen Weingarten. Thank you, Palm Pucker. I believe we need to increase our social safety net programs for our otherwise able-bodied individuals that prefer working on their creative passions instead of going into a traditional job every day. By providing them with a guaranteed monthly income, they will have the freedom to be creative and travel, which will surely increase their life experience. We can even expand the program to cover rent and mortgage payments. And how do you propose we pay for that? We will increase the taxes on those working typical jobs because it's all part of the human experience to provide for those that feel their talents are best used outside of the humdrum of life. This woman's an idiot. By doing what she's advocating, that would create a lazy, shameful work ethic. And we should be encouraging people to lift themselves up by their own bootstraps and deal as best as they can with this unfair thing we call life. When we work hard, when we work smart, we take pride in what we accomplish. second rebuttal and send it to our station at the email address below. You may be selected to appear on the news. Allison turns off the TV. Now that the news is over, can we please go eat? What about Whiskey Joe's? That works for me. I think it's two for one pina coladas tonight. You coming, Mrs. H? Oh, you kids go on ahead. I gotta make dinner for me and Mr. Halverson before I head to the neighborhood council meeting. That Karen actually had some good points. Just think, if more people had the freedom to be creative without having to worry about rent, our basic income? I stand against everything she talked about. Whatever happened to the value of hard work and perseverance through tough times? You know what? I'm going to send in a rebuttal. Ha, you do that, Cam. I'm sure you'll be a ratings pothole. Yeah, Cam. She's really popular with the Gen Zers and younger millennials. She's even got a TikTok. I believe in you, Cam. I say go for it. If you want to be elected as president of the neighborhood, you can do it. We have four years of evidence that shows you too can run a country. Okay, good night, kiddos. About 11 o'clock that evening, our four friends arrive back at apartment 9. They're all positively stuffed from their dinner and clearly ready for bed. Hey, how about a nightcap? I am stuffed. That's what he said. (laughs) Definitely time for bed. Dylan has regressed high school humor. Guys, we have to watch the news. Why? That much couldn't have happened between 6 o'clock and now. Are you kidding? There's probably a new hashtag cancel campaign or a new trash reality show trending. No, 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 no. My rebuttal to that Karen was selected and it's going to be on the news. When did you record the video? While you guys were driving around looking for a parking spot. I kind of lied when I said I was going to go to the other side and scout one out. Cameron gathers everyone around the TV and they all take a seat in the living room. 
at least this isn't our news station. You can make a fool of yourself on a competitor's TV channel. When does it air? Right after the lead story. Next, we have a rebuttal to Karen Weingarten's comments earlier this evening. Miss Weingarten's comments, while I'm sure are well-meaning, suggest that we are unable to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and navigate life, that we need to be taken care of and have little to no reason to take personal responsibility for our actions. Yes, life is unfair. Yes, some people have it harder than others. That is life. But with enough hard work, you can put yourself on a different path. And while pursuing our artistic passions is important, you have to find a way to balance them with your work. Working is important because you take pride in that which you work for. Social safety nets should be something like stopgaps, something to help out, not take care of in full without need for measurable contribution. If we need to fix anything, it's our work ethic, not nanny state programs. Cam, that was great. Regular Citizen Kane. Yeah, dude, you fired back without stooping to name-calling or blaming someone or something else. Yeah, I know who I'm casting my vote for. Oh, thanks, Brad. Why? I'd just as soon vote for Matthew Broderick's accounting boss in The Producers. (laughs) You know, Brad... Cameron takes out his phone to answer it. Hey, Mrs. H, what's up? What? Wow, that's, um, wow, that's, uh, I I don't know. I mean, I believe in what I said, but I don't know how I'd fare as a candidate. Nonsense. You'd be great. And I can be your coach. Well, I gotta go now. Mr. Halverson wants to roleplay as mountain climber in Everest this evening. He's gonna conquer my slopes, don't you know? Cameron ends the call and looks up at the group. So, what's it gonna be? You gonna do it? I don't know. Go ahead, Cam. I can't wait for you and your outdated views to crash and burn. It'll be like watching Sherry Pie on RuPaul. Oh wait, she was edited out. Every week on Real Spoilers, what we do is we take that week's big release on the weeks that we guess right, and we spoil it for you. So if you saw a movie and you want to talk about it with your friends, but maybe maybe you don't have any friends, we can be your friends in podcast form. We'll talk about the movie in rich vibrant detail and it's kind of like a book club for movies yeah we're just a bunch of movie nerds yeah and so it's just a long-form conversation about the movie going through its plot talking about what worked and uh, a lot of times what didn't and making fun of it when it doesn't work and if you like the show feel free to share it on uh your facebook social media twitter verse thing stuff so that's what we do on real spoilers it's like a book club for movies only with less oprah Bradley, Allison, Dylan, and Mrs. Halverson are in the living room watching Citizen Kane when Cameron walks in from the front door, having finished a run. You're just in time to watch your movie, Citizen Cam. (laughs) Fortunately, city council is a part-time position, so you should still be able to keep your full-time job at the station. I can't believe you're running for a city office. While I am supportive of you, Cam, I am curious. Why the sudden interest? I've actually been interested in it for a long time, just never materialized into anything. I mean, my master's degree is in political science, but after I started writing a political column for my school's paper, I just ended up pursuing that path since those are the doors that opened. I believe in you, Cammie. But what about campaigning? You've never even ran for student government. Even Mrs. H has more campaign experience than you do. (laughs) Oh, Cam, I had a dream about you last night, (laughs) and not a wet one. (laughs) 
I dreamt that you became a city council member, then county commissioner, then mayor of Tampa, then governor of Florida, and then eventually president of the United States. Dylan dreamed it. May as well crack open the champagne now. But then you were impeached because you did have sex with that man and woman in the Oval Office. Get it, Cam? You'll be a great candidate because you're practical, sometimes boring, don't give way to sensationalism, and you're really the anchor of this sordid apartment. Next to me, that is. Can I be vice councilman? Uh, that's not a thing. Well, Cammy, I need to start getting you ready for your first debate. Debate? There's a debate? Of course there is, you silly goose. And it's tomorrow evening, town hall style. I don't know, Miss H. I I can't see how you can prepare me in less than 24 hours. Nonsense. That's precisely what Bernie told me before he decided to run for his first office. Mrs. H, you're Bernie Sanders' campaign coach? What? No, Bernie Johansson. He was the mayor of my hometown back in the old country. You'll be a contender because you will make Karen look bad because you're exactly the kind of competition politicians fear these days. You're bisexual and in a plot twist, also a moderate. Pragmatist. But unfortunately, neither the pragmatist nor Thomas Paine parties are recognized politically. Thomas Paine? He wrote common sense. (laughs) Cameron is a fiscally conservative, socially moderate, pragmatic problem solver. A man of both faith and logic. Oh, thanks, Mrs. H. Unfortunately, you sometimes explode because underneath that cool, calm, and collected exterior is a volcano of explosive defense that can be (laughs) off-putting. Thanks, Mrs. H. But I won't allow this Karen to ruffle my feathers. In the words of Dr. Ian Malcolm, now that is one big pile of shit. Yeah, Kim, you do tend to lose your temper at the most inopportune times. Like when? Remember the other week at the bank? Cam was getting out of his car when he saw another vehicle pull up into the handicapped spot, but did not have one of those rearview mirror hanging thingies. What happened? Before the guy got out of the vehicle, Cam ran over to him and said that he was, and I quote, a selfish, degenerate, spineless slacker. (laughs) Well, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, but this guy got out of the car on crutches, missing his right leg. Wait a minute. How was he driving? He was in one of those self-driving cars. You better be careful, Cam. Something like that could cost you the election. You need to remember that you can't say everything that comes to your mind, even if it is true. There's no way that Cam is going to keep from blowing up at the debate. I mean, the whole time we were together, he could blow up at the littlest thing I did. You know, Brad, since breaking up with you, I've been a much calmer person. I no longer have a neurotic boyfriend trying to control my life so it fits his warped Norman Rockwell picture of home life, albeit a much gayer and horror-centric Rockwell. I'm looking forward to running because I do care about this wonderful city and the issues that it's facing now and in the future. Banners, streamers, bunting, posters, cake, and many guests fill the apartment that somehow always has enough room for whatever activity in which our friends find themselves. Cameron gets up in front of the living room to speak to everyone. Thank you all for coming out this evening to help launch my campaign for our district and city council. No matter what happens, I want you to know how much I value your time and support. Remember my slogan, pull yourselves up by your own bootstraps. Yeah, you're going to need boots around this one. (laughs) 
that moment, Allison grabbed Bradley sternly by the arm. We're gonna go get more shrimp out of the kitchen. You guys need to stop lining your pockets with the shellfish. <laughs> Allison practically drags Bradley into the kitchen. Once Allison closes the door, Bradley confronts her. What's the deal, Allie? You promised you'd stay in your room until after the launch party. I overpowered the guards by wielding a gun I carved out of soap. Keep your snide comments to yourself. Oh, so Cam's political party is now silencing dissenting voices. I thought he said it was all mine. That isn't what I meant. You know that if Cam gets elected, he'll be a great civil leader. That's also what the people of Westeros thought of the Mother of Dragons. Don't you feel it was disrespectful as his friend and roommate to insinuate that he's full of bullshit? Even you know that Cam has a heart for the people. Not all of your years together were bad, you know. Just exercising my First Amendment rights. Yes, and while that is all perfectly legal, sometimes it's best to keep your mouth shut out of respect. I just can't get behind him. (laughs) Now, too easy. You don't have to. And Cam would never expect you to. You and I both know that. Sometimes, many times, we're going to disagree with friends and other people. And while it's so easy to call them out for what we feel isn't in the best interest of whatever it is, the greater virtue is to respectfully voice disagreement, but extend kindness and common decency. Since when did you become a philosopher? I'm not trying to be. What I'm trying to convey to you is that when we have disagreements... We should put more emphasis on being gracious and promoting civility than having to prove that we're right. Because at the end of the day, how we treat one another is of utmost importance. Bradley is visibly wrestling with what Allison told him. After a moment or two, Cameron pops his head in the kitchen door. Hey guys, Mrs. H and I are going to go to her place to practice for the debate tomorrow evening. All the guests have left. Okay, see you later. Cameron ducks his head out of the door. Then, Allison and Bradley leave the kitchen and head into the living room, just as Mrs. Halverson and Cameron leave out the front door. Dylan, Bradley, and Allison begin cleaning up after the party. I'd do anything to get Cam elected. (laughs) Don't you mean any one? I'm afraid it's a little unethical to sleep with someone in exchange for votes. Besides, Dylan's already slept with the whole neighborhood. And who are you, Sister Prudence? (laughs) Careful, Brad. Your numbers aren't too far behind Dylan's. (laughs) Dylan is at the kitchen table, placing stickers on single-pack condoms. What the hell are you doing? I'm putting these Vote for Cameron stickers on condoms, because Cam is going to keep our city safe. (laughs) Bradley walks into the kitchen with a newspaper. He is equal parts shaking his head and laughing. (laughs) You guys have got to see this. What is it? It's an article on Cam, and it's suggesting that he's having an affair with a cougar. Allison grabs the paper. What? And there's a photo. Why, that looks like Mrs. Halverson. Let me see. Dylan takes the paper. I don't believe it. What are you talking about? It's right there. Some unscrupulous person stole Mrs. Halverson's clothes. It's like having Jessica Fletcher right here in the kitchen. (laughs) It is Mrs. Halverson. Cameron walks into the kitchen. Hey guys, what's all the hubbub about? Why, you slimeball. I knew she wasn't helping you for free. What are you talking about? Your affair with Mrs. H? What the fuck? 
She and I were just practicing for the debate last night. Some tabloid chaser must have taken the photo. Then why does it say the explosion was so intense that it shattered the windows of the building next door? That's from the article about an earthquake in Argentina. (laughs) Cam, just look at that photo, though. It looks like you're... I know what it looks like. We were running through some yoga to reduce my anxiety. You know, a lot of those yoga poses are kind of sexual, kind of like grinding on the dance floor. Everyone knows it's just sex standing up. That Karen must have spies taking photos to set us up for failure ahead of the debate. I mean, come on, guys. I'd never have an affair with a married person. Certainly not a friend. You're right. I guess we just got caught up in the political drama. You're going to have to be prepared to answer a question about this article. You know, it's going to be one of them. Speaking of which, I need to start getting ready. Hey, this is Kate. I'm a forensic psychologist and crisis clinician, and I collect stories. Everything from true crime to trauma to parenthood. There's a lot more in common between depression and sociopathy or between serial killers and podcasters than you might think. Are you sure you really want to know? This is Ignorance Was Bliss at IWBpodcast.com and IWBpodcast on social media. Cameron and Karen are seated on either side of the anchor on the brightly lit set of the debate stage, the production crew busying themselves with preparations for going live. With the three cameras pointed at the set, Cameron looks ready for battle. On the opposite side of the cameras is the small studio audience, eagerly awaiting the on-air light to turn on. Bradley, Allison, Dylan and Mrs. Alveson are seated in the front row. Hey, old Cammy remembers all the things that we went over. Aren't you the least bit worried that everyone here thinks that you and Cam shacked up? Cammy will set the record straight. Well, not too straight. You know how he can get when he gets on one of his soapboxes. He could be more annoying than you, Brad. We just need to show support. Even I don't agree with everything that Cam's likely to propose, but he's my friend, and I want the best for him. How can you show support for something you don't even believe in? I show support for the person that I care about. Just being here shows Cam that we care. You support the things I volunteer for, Braddy, even though I know you don't usually want to. Well, I also fear that you'll swap my guacamole for wasabi on taco night if I don't help. A production assistant walks in front of the audience to address them. Okay, folks, we're going live in five, four, three. The production assistant mouths the word two, one, and points to the anchor. Good evening, I'm Palm Pucker, and tonight I'm here with Karen Weingarten and Cameron Davis, who will be presenting some of their platforms to you and debating questions that were submitted to us by you, the audience, via Twitter. Get ready, kiddos. You know there will always be that one backers question asked by some local whack job. Our first question comes to you from Real Producer Bradley. <laughs> Quote, what is your stance on breaking up with someone to explore your sexuality further? End quote. I fail to see the relevance to city politics, so let's move on. Our second question comes to you from Cougar Hunter 70. Hmm, I guess 69 was taken. <laughs> the question is, for Cameron, can Cameron comment on his alleged affair with one Sonia Halverson? Mrs. H to me. She's a longtime friend and was and continues to be my campaign coach. That night, we were working late on preparing for this debate, so it's pretty low for someone to suggest something like that. Mrs. Halverson is the sweetest person ever and happily married to Mr. Halverson. She's been like a mother to me and my roommates in our apartment, and we love her. Woohoo! Go, Cammy! 
Okay, simmer down now, folks. Our next question goes to both candidates. To what degree should the city spend taxpayer dollars on community and regional arts programs? I'll take that one first, Pom. I believe that a city should heavily subsidize the art of its residents because then it has greater influence over the content of public art. Think of it as a controlled freedom of expression. Cameron, what do you have to say in rebuttal? Well, I too believe that art is so very important in a community. The visual, performing, and musical arts are a significant source of information on the identity, beliefs, values, lessons learned, and dreams of a people. It's more than entertainment. It challenges us to think about life in new and different ways. It can even help to usher in positive or negative changes, but it should not be heavily subsidized by the government. Sponsorship, assistance, or even limited public-private partnerships should be supported, but not heavy subsidization because art should be for the people and of the people so they can feel free to express their artistic talents in whatever way brings a story, musical composition, or painting to life, whether or not it is in alignment with the government. Thank you, Karen and Cameron. When we return from the commercial break, we will ask one final question of our candidates. And we're out. One minute, everyone. Mrs. Halverson jumps up, runs to Cameron, followed by Allison, Dylan, and yes, even Bradley. Oh, my lanta, you killed it with that last response, Cammie. Yeah, great job, Cam. You're a strong yet approachable candidate. Relatable, too. Not to mention photogenic. <laughs> I saw a bunch of guys and gals making oogly eyes at you. Bradley? I gotta admit, Cam, you made some good points. Uh, can't say I'm on board, but you challenged me to think differently. Okay, everyone, we're back in 10, 9, 8. All of our friends quickly head back to this. Or. Three. The production assistant finishes the countdown. Welcome back to the first and final debate for the vacant city council seat. Hey, we only have 30 minutes to tell our whole story, folks. <laughs> our final question of the evening comes to us from what are we canceling today? We live in a city with a large LGBTQ population. What are you going to do to secure the LGBTQ vote? Well, Pom, as a straight, white, upper middle class female with no LGBT family members or close friends... I know what is best for them because I work for an organization that sponsors Tampa Pride every year so that we can get the tax write-off. So they know that they can trust that I have their best interests. Cameron, what have you to say to that riveting response? For starters, unlike my opponent, I am a member of the LGBTQ community. But secondly, what is the LGBTQ vote anyway? On that note, what is the straight, liberal, women, black, Christian, non-religious, environmental, or you-fill-in-the-blank vote? Answer? None of these groups are monolithic votes. Our values and beliefs are not defined by our sexuality, ethnicity, or vocations. And to think of these groups as homogenous is completely unpatriotic. I'd even venture to say that it does each group a disservice because they are made up of individuals. Individuals that hold their own respective beliefs and values. And not all liberals are kooky, socialist, fascists any more than all conservatives are racist, puritanical, or capitalists. You can't group or segregate people like that. Each person is a valued individual that makes up our diverse city, and I am here to represent people, not special interest groups. It's election night, and all of our friends are throwing a watch party. There are Cuban sandwich sliders, craft beers, grouper sandwiches, and blooming onions aplenty. Everyone is dressed in their finest black and white all sequin attire. The TV is on the local news as the votes are being tallied. Isn't this party lit, Allie? I'm so excited that Cameron could become the next city council member. Yes, I am happy for Cameron. 
But I already know that I'm going to be stuck cleaning out the peeing twink champagne bowl. Yeah, about that. I really meant to click on the twinkling punch bowl. Across the room, a tipsy Bradley walks up to Cam. Clearly, he has already has his fair share, plus some to drink. Cam, I know we have our differences, but I just wanted to wish you luck. Thanks, Brad. I appreciate that. Despite our disagreements, you've always been honest with me, and honesty is a rare, admirable quality to have in a councilman. Mrs. Halverson is positively the most patriotic temper pirate ever. She's got the whole wench looked down to a T. Trimmed in red, white, blue, she is the most eccentrically and best dressed one at the party. She walks up to Cameron and Bradley. Cammy, Cammy, Cammy! It's almost time for the winner to be announced! No matter what happens, I'm proud of you, don't you know? With champagne flutes filled, everyone turns their attention to the TV as the results are announced. Good evening, I'm Palm Pucker, and we have a winner in the vacant city council seat race. Although it was a very close race, the people have elected Karen Weingarten. Cameron, I'm so sorry. Yeah, dude, this sucks. Even I'm sorry, Cam. You voted for me? Hell no! (laughs) But I know you gave it your best, and you're my friend, so I'm sorry you lost. Mrs. Halverson receives a call and steps away from the group. Wait just a minute. Cammy didn't lose. Well, he didn't exactly win like you wanted, but I have stupendous news. You're finally retiring? (laughs) No, silly goose. The neighborhood council had their own election this evening, and we voted you chairman. Today's episode, Pole Dancing, was written and directed by R.L. Terry. Voicing our regular cast, Sean Perrette as Bradley, Jeff Feitner as Cameron, Cassandra Dodge as Allison, Josh Williams as Dylan, Linda Castro as Mrs. Halverson, and Paul Hawkins as the narrator. Additional voices provided by the main cast. Our theme song was written and recorded by Lana White and produced by Dave Anderson. Our producer is Danielle Meskel, and our editor is Jason Laverne Hemming. Connect with us on social media at Forza Crowd Pod on Twitter and Facebook and Forza underscore Crowd on Instagram. Be sure to rate, review, and share our sitcom with your friends. Thanks for dropping in. See you next time in Apartment 9.